Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is John Sane here, one half of the Expansive Business Podcast. I am in Cape Town at the moment, uh, back in the city, <clears throat> the mother city, and I'm joined with my new evolved in-home office decor specialist and leadership <laughs> guru, Eric Kruger in Joburg. How are you, Eric? Hey, brother. I'm uh, super well, and I'm really glad that you have... Uh noted the upgrade in the home studio here um how are things going on your side yes it's looking fantastic yeah, yeah it looks you, fantastic man. man i really really like it yeah yeah we decided like a nice upgrade i can definitely see your fiance has helped you oh i mean she's pretty much done everything uh i think the only thing i did was <laughs> to choose the color of uh, the paint that goes on the wall right but uh, we yeah. Are, yeah we undertook a bit of a weekend um mission to just transform the studio we were speaking about it last time you know that I think when we moved in, we were kind of just putting things into rooms and even my studio or my, my office at the time was more like, well, you know, things just are the way they are. And now that we know we're going to be in lockdown and in uh, our home offices and home studios for much longer, I thought it's time to be a bit more intentional and create a room that I really want to be in. And so this is it. I, I feel fantastic. amazing being here this morning. So that's a really good start. Yeah. Mm. Yes, good. I'm, I'm also in my new spot and uh, I'm, I've ordered a couple of things to get my office right, like a blinds so that I don't have either blackouts or, or total sun shock. Um, and I've got some stuff coming from behind mm. me. So if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, you'll know that behind me has got nothing on it. Uh, so hopefully in the next week or so, it'll start looking a little bit more nah, just like <laughs> yours. So Does it, uh, like I'm it. sure it doesn't really work for you to have a sort of an outside view because it's just too... Because you have the ocean behind you, but it's going to be too strong with the light coming from behind. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, you know, out. lighting such a sensitive thing. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You wash out. And even now, I'm like half dark, half light, still trying to get it mm. right here before the blind arrives. But yeah, you know, home studios are the way we're going to be communicating for the next while. And uh, so, yeah, you might as well be jacking for it sure. up. So look, um, this is also the first uh, sort of podcast we're getting into the year. You know, last time we did the year um, word of the year, which has had such fantastic response. So thank you, everybody, for listening and commenting. And we hope that it made an impact on you. But just quickly, we wanted to just iterate or reiterate that the podcast this year is evolving. And we'll be looking at every single topic that we'll speak about through the lens of the human, the citizen, the self, as well as leadership and organizational uh, structures that will be affected by the terms, the use of words that we'll be using throughout the year. So this week, we're going to be talking about a word called transformation, mm. a big word. Um, Eric, I'm sure you have many clients speaking to you about this word. What's your experience been with it? Yeah, you know, when you suggested that we speak about transformation, um, the first thing that actually popped into my head was just my own personal transformation and, and the feeling that it's like it's an ever, ever evolving process that you are a part of and that there's so many things that sort of go hand in hand with transformation. It's this sort of beautiful, sexy word that we like to use all the time, but to put it into practice and to actually transform something from one state into another requires a hell of a lot of intention, a hell of a lot of effort. Um, and energy to be directed consistently in that direction. So there's so many ways to sort of kick it off. And I think for today, we'll just focus on personal transformation, like you said, and then going into the next episode, 
we'll talk about the business side of it. We'll talk about leadership and we'll talk about organizational transformation. So what prompted this topic for you though? You know, I was speaking to some clients this week and every single one of them, one of them's in London, uh, another one's in Holland and another one's here in South Africa in Johannesburg. And every single one of them were pretty much briefing me on the exact same issue. It's like, we know we have to go through this transformation. It's very difficult. People are stressed out. People are emotional about what's going on. There's no guarantees about anything anymore. How do we help people? And how do we get... And some clients want to actually help their clients transform as well. So I started researching this process. And I started to realize that you know, resilience and transformation as we go through a second and third wave is going to become much, much more prevalent for people. And so I've actually put through a workshop, a masterclass called Transformotion, um, which I think is a better description of transformation in a time of hyperspeed, trans, transition, for, forward, motion, in motion. And so I've broken it down into five days for a masterclass. And I thought, look, it's a great topic to unpack. And I can also share some of my stuff that I've been researching. I know you are researching a lot of the stuff around the leadership and transformation. And so, yes, I've gone quite deep into what is it that's holding us back as humans? What's holding us back as organizational structures? And what's holding us back to change and build businesses that are internet first? And I think that's very, very tough for a lot of people is that Many businesses have not been built for internet first. Mm. And so we have to create a new appetite. And it's not just about the self. It's about the structure. It's about the organization. It's how you measure success. It's all of these things that we need to be unpacking. And this is what we're going to do over the next two episodes. Mm. Listen, so I think a good place to kick off actually is uh, I'd love to know some of your own, like where's transformation been very apparent in your own life? Like what has your transformation been? Yeah, look, I think um, one of the major transformations I had was becoming nomadic is, you know, the, the, the idea of success for a guy in many cities around the world is the assets you own, the car you drive, the, you know, it's, it's those things that the world sees for many years as a society what success looks like. And for me to move from a car to a bicycle, to move from fancy clothes to simple clothes to build a new success quota and idea in my mind, that was my biggest transformation over the last few years. But more mm. recently, and like we covered in the last episode, my transformation right now is very much based on my relationship status, my health and fitness, and as well as creating new income streams of how to create money and do and make money uh, in lockdown in, in, a, in a different world instead of getting into events, mm. which I still crave like you do, but that's just not there. So, it's it, it's quite it's been prevalent throughout my life over the last few years, um, and yes, it is hard. You know, there's a lot of mental blocks, there's a lot of habits, there's a lot of neuroscience involved in this, and when you start to understand those, you get more context in how difficult it is to actually do it, and you become more patient mm. and you give yourself leeway mm. rather than being a black and white person. Mm. And for you, yeah, you know, I mean, I think the biggest transformation for me has been going from a physiotherapist working in hospitals to being a speaker staying on stages in front of you know multi-billion dollar organizations and i mean for me like i remember when i was just um when i finished up physio i realized i didn't want to be a physio 
Like that was like, you know, mm. but then you come out of varsity and you've just um, invested four years into mm. studying. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's, mm. it's a hell of a lot of time. And then you go and do your, your community service year, which um, for those listening mm. from abroad, like it's a year that you have to go and essentially work in government institutions. And it's a really good um, idea, actually, because you get a lot of experience in that time. But coming out of that, I realized I didn't want to be a physio. And I had to go in search of, like, mm. what do I want to be? What do I want to do with my life? And to go from medicine to business and then to do executive coaching and speaking, I think that's been my biggest transformation. And I feel like it's, mm. you know, that's why I feel like transformation is actually this process of constant reinvention. And, mm. and maybe it's also just worth mentioning that, like, what is transformation? Like, if we, if we talk about it, like, what exactly is it? Because it is change, but it's also, it's not incremental change. It is big change. It's when the state that you are in now is totally different from the state that you were in before. And so the way I think about it is, like, mm. if you lose one kg um, of weight, then there's a positive change that's happened. But you only really see the transformation once you are like 10 or 20 kgs in, right? So like mm. there's this um, change change and transformation is in the same direction, but it's, it's totally different. Well, look, I think the thing is it's also important to measure small wins and more small successes so that you're not just waiting for the 10 or 20, 20 kilos. Mm. So um, I think that one kilo is a win. It's my journey towards transformation. It's my journey towards becoming a different version of myself. And so uh, yesterday I did a really long cycle, the longest cycle I've ever done. But, you know, I was really at the back of the pack. But for me, it wasn't the win was I finished. A win was I finished without any cramps. So I also had to measure my transformation in a process of, okay, I'm patient in the process. I know what the end goal is, is to enter an Ironman. And so, yes, this is the beginning of the journey. And so, yes, mm. I, I agree with you, transformation are these big things. But I think a lot of the times what we usually do is we scold ourselves or we get upset that we haven't achieved this big audacious goal quickly enough. And I think that's a problem with our society, this short-termism um, and not really putting effort into things for long term because we get bored or sidetracked or we think it should be perfect sooner than it is and that's the life of an entrepreneur right you mm. you think you've made it and you haven't and then you have and then you haven't and then you haven't so yeah i think i think it's important to measure it as well but today let's talk about the personal transformation process and whether you work inside an organization or you own a business or you're in leadership or wherever you are you're still a human being and as we go through this transition, uh, this massive transformation that we're going through, we are all actually dealing with letting go of the old world and adopting a new one in very, very similar ways. Because we have a brain, we have neuroscience, we have a heart and we have emotions and we have memories and we have narratives. And so it's important for us to dive into the human factor before we get to organizational leadership factor in the next episode. Do you want to say anything to kick it off? I've got some ideas, but let me ask you first. Well, I thought um, maybe the neuroscience is a good place to start. I know that you wanted to mention something about that. Mm. Right. So, you know, um, I've, I've made videos about this topic and I do speak about this in my keynotes and, and cover them in my masterclasses. But the very first thing that we have to realize is as far as neuroscience is concerned, our brain is continuously throughout the day looking for something called DPO, duration, path and outcome. 
And so our brain's constantly trying to figure out how long a project, the duration is, what is going to happen along the path and what the outcome should be. And so here we are constantly, whether you're in a meeting, a holiday, just this podcast recording, the preparation on the path. But really on a grand scale, many of us have no idea what DPO is, the duration of this process, the path, what's going on with it and the outcomes that are expected. Nobody knows. And so we all seem to be blobbing along, bobbing along, floating along, trying to figure out what's next, trying to create some level of certainty. And it's because we are addicted to outcomes. We are addicted to always having a finite finish line. And you can see this in the way schooling is set up. Finish school, get a degree, get a job. These are all guarantees of, of success that we're going after. We really hardly have any experimentation within our beings. We're too nervous to experiment. We're too nervous to think like an artist. We always want to do things that are securing us to a more stable life. And unfortunately, we have none of that because it used to be enough to have a degree. It's not now. It used to be enough to go to those schools and, and, and do those Ivy League stuff. It's not really that much of a guarantee anymore. And so really, people are finding old ways of guarantees falling away. And this big idea of our neuroscience not gripping onto or anchoring into the future is stressful. And so no matter what position you're in inside a business, DPO, duration, path, and outcome become the first thing that you need to realize that you just don't have that luxury anymore. And it's okay not to have that luxury. Mm. Eric? I really like that. And I think it, it really speaks to an incredibly difficult task that's in front of everyone and anyone who's trying to go through the transformation process, which is you have to let go of where you are. And that is, it's just, I mean... You know, one of the things that you were mentioning earlier that I thought is, is so key here is that you have to give yourself permission, you know, and there's this internal switch that needs to happen. And that's the permission switch, which is you are allowed to go and try and fail and experiment and move into a future that's unknown. And you are also allowed to let go of who you were. And you're going to be in this sort of weird stage where you're not quite sure who you are. And that's also fine. Like you don't always have to have that certainty. In fact, like we, we know that that certainty doesn't exist. So I think that's a great starting point. DPO, direction, path. DPO. DPO, yeah. A duration. Duration, path. A duration, path, and outcome. Cool. Yeah. What's next? Th this leads us into the second point of a term that's become so famous by Carol Dweck, which is growth mindset, or Nasib Taleb, who wrote anti-fragility or anti-fragile. And this, again, both of these terms are very much about doing things for the challenge themselves and not for the outcome. And this is a tough thing. I think uh, Seth Godin also put something out, the practice. You know, it's really about the practice, the ability to be anti-fragile and the ability to have a growth mindset. And some of the great examples they have in these books is, you know, they had kids doing art and they loved doing art because they just loved the art. And then they started getting gold stars for the art and they loved doing art and getting the gold stars. And then all of a sudden the gold stars got taken away and the kids stopped loving doing art. It moved from an intrinsic dopamine hit to an extrinsic dopamine hit. They've also interviewed many Navy SEALs uh, guys and the guys that make it through are not the buff guys with the tattoos necessarily, but the guys who actually have created a dopamine structure within their brains that says, I love the challenge, the work, the practice. And so what's happened in our world is that we've got something that they're calling dopamine reward prediction error. And this 
prediction error is based on even the way we brought up because we're not given kudos by our parents for studying hard. We are given kudos by our parents and society for the result of the study. And so what happens is that when we are not enjoying the process until we achieve X, Y, and Z, and then you know what happens when you achieve X, Y, and Z. Mm. It's like, it's almost like an anti-climax. So we are living in a world right now that the growth mindset and the anti-fragility really is of most importance so that we can get our intrinsic reward system going rather than an extrinsic reward system. Now, we all know that anti-fragile is the opposite of fragile. When you drop something, it breaks. That's fragile. When you drop something that's anti-fragile, it gets stronger. I enjoy the process. I enjoy uncertainty. I enjoy experimentation and challenging myself. Now, this is not an easy process because it goes far away from who we are and what we've been used to. But, you know, I've been practicing for myself um, in both Future Self Academy and Modern School, School of Modern Wisdom, both my online businesses, is that I was actually speaking to some possible faculty members from Finland and Copenhagen just the other day. And I was saying to them, you know, it is the funnest part about this business is I have no idea what the solution is going to be. I have no idea what it's going to look like when it finishes. I'm just creating the environment to have fun, to try and create solutions and subjects that are wise in a modern way for high school kids. And that's it. That's, that's all kind of what I'm doing at School of Modern Wisdom. And having that experimentation mindset is just really such a joy because it gives you you don't have to hang on. I mean, it's it's our friend Nick who talks about the side hustle. And one of the major things of a side hustle is that you're not that emotionally invested in it. You're enjoying it and you're going with it. But it's that grip of anxiousness that it must be a success that kills us and takes us out of the intrinsic dopamine hit to an extrinsic. Mm. You know, I, I love that you brought up the challenge because um, I've, I've been reflecting on it quite a bit that when we start this journey of like wherever we want to go, like transformation, um, being a better version of who we are, often like you, like you say, we're like we're not clear on exactly what that end product might look like, and so therefore, like one of the most direct and most effective ways of personal development and therefore transformation is to find a challenge and overcome it. You know, like that's it. Like if you have no idea what to do at the moment with your life. Go find a challenge and overcome it. And it's actually like that's how we've defined being dangerous as well. Um, you know, dangerous has been this big thing that I've tried to boil down into one sentence. And the one sentence is that to be dangerous is to have a certain pattern of thinking, feeling, and acting that empowers you to overcome the challenges that confront you. Mm. And to me, that is like, you know, we have challenges all around us in every aspect of our lives. And all you need to do is to go sit down for five minutes and make a list and you'll find plenty that you can go and like say, well, if I need to overcome this challenge, who do I need to become? What do I need to do? Which skills do I need to learn? Which mental model do I need to adapt? What kind of an em emotional state do I need to inhabit? And once you have that, you are well away on your journey to transformation. So I, I love that you framed it in terms of, yeah. in terms of the challenge. Yeah, look, I, I think is we, we try and bring as much comfort into our lives. And that's kind of become the thing is how much more comfortable can we be? We do everything to become comfortable. We hardly do anything to become uncomfortable. And look, neither of us are perfect in the scenario. You know, I still use Uber Eats. But the truth is, is that uh, I'm also wanting to challenge myself and choose 
certain subjects to want to go in and challenge yourself. So, for example, with my relationship status and wanting to build a harmonious relationship, I've hired a coach who specifies on that and helps me with that. So that's become a challenge. I've got some notes here behind the camera talking about those things, you know. And so, yes, that's a topic I've taken. Fitness is another one and reinventing my income streams. And so I've just taken three topics and saying those I'm reinventing. I'm still ordering Uber Eats. I'm not transforming the way I cook but I'm transforming those mm. other three aspects. So also we mustn't think of it as this huge, big thing, but just take small things and, and, and iterate mm. and shift along with those. So, yeah. So that's the second thing is that really going into the, enjoying the challenge, enjoying doing the puzzle rather than having the puzzle finished. That's it's, it's in the doing the puzzle. That's really where the magic mm. lies. Cool. I think we have time for one more. Yeah, cool. I mean, so I think the, 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 the real big one, um, uh, there's a few, uh, one of them's, uh, facing the loss of our future memories, which I've spoken about extensively already. It's in, it's in my latest book and really about saying goodbye our, to our future sort of expectations and our future projections of what they should have been, could have been. And then what happens to us is we fall into this entitlement or, poor me mindset that it hasn't happened. I met, I met with a friend, a very successful musician the other day, and she's very sweet and very driven, and, and, I, and I really like her. And when she was speaking to me, and I said this to her, so I'm not saying it uh, behind her back in any way. I said, it seems like you're really entitled. She's like, oh my God, I am. And she was complaining that it's so hard. And it's not like it used to be. And I was so booked up for so many gigs and I'm not booked up for them anymore. And I, you know, and then I tried to do teach some music online. And then, you know, then there was load shedding. And for our friends overseas, that means sometimes the electricity goes out in South Africa, which is a shocker for us. But sometimes that happens and then Zoom doesn't connect. And I was like, look, this is the new world. This is where what we're dealing with. You know, for you to complain, it means that one, you haven't mourned your future memories. Two, you're stuck in the drama and naive and victim mindset. And, you know, victims are, is, a, is such an intelligent way of integrating itself into our head. You know, we, we either feel entitled that we should because it's just the way it used to be. Two, we feel sorry for ourselves that it hasn't been like that. Three, we think of anybody more successful than us and we speak badly of them so we can make ourselves feel better. Or we're just very superior to everybody. We think we're just smarter than everybody around us. And all of those are victim mindsets. You know, one's angry, one's shameful, one's sad, one's irritable. Those are all victim mindsets. And so really the last piece of this is once you understand the neuroscience and then you understand that the world we're moving into is not based on outcomes but on actual challenges and, and actually challenging yourself to, to transform through them. And then to understand that your future is not going to be like it used to be. You and I are perfect examples of that. Uh, traveling all over to not traveling at all and being on stage to not being on stage. And then not falling your, into the trap of victimhood or entitlement. And so those are the three basic ones. I cover a few more in the masterclass. But those are the three basic ones that we need to really get our heads around, workshop them, talk about them, unpack them, and really start to become clear with them because you can get caught up again. You know, I still get caught up sometimes feeling sorry for myself or irritable, or, and I've got to like snap out of it. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Mm. This is not helping you in any way. You know, you're not moving into an experimental mindset or a growth mindset by being like mm. this. You know, um, I think this has been, it's been really great. And I think what we should also do at some point is an episode just on 
um, like what the masterclass entails, like maybe just a mini episode on like uh, what are some takeaways people can get from the masterclass. Um, we can do one for Think Week as well, because mm. I think that'll be useful mm. to also be able to put together the entirety of what that will deliver. And like, so transformation, for example, like you've broken down some of the concepts, but if we're going to go in and engage in an entire week of it, what does that look like? Um, so I think that's maybe right. a good idea. Good idea. Um, mm. One thing I want to close off just from my side as well is that we, we've been saying this the entire time, but I just want to phrase it slightly differently as well, which is that transformation is ultimately a, a total change in state. So I need to look at you and I, I need to not be able to recognize you from before. That is transformation. Like we can't, um, we can't think that transformation is simply change. It's more than that. It's change that's compounded. It's change that's been dramatic. But what precedes external transformation is always going to be internal transformation. And what precedes um, outcome-based transformation is going to be process-based transformation. And so if we go back to the person that we spoke about who is losing weight, you know, even though they've only lost one kg of weight, it's very possible that they've transformed already their lifestyle. So you might not see what it looks like, you know, the 20 kgs down the road, but you've already transformed all of the processes in your life. And that's also transformation. So don't, don't think that transformation is only going to be when I hit the 20 kgs. Also look at the systems, the processes, the habits, the small mindsets. All of those things can create a transformation today that will lead to a transformation down the road. I think uh, well said, and I also think that making a commitment is very much part of the transformation. That's the hardest thing to do is like, look, I'm committing to something. And um, even if you fall off the wagon for a short while, as we all do, but to remind yourself of your commitment to yourself and realize that you have no choice, to be honest. Mm. We're living in a world that is forcing us to really think about things differently. And uh, it's a wonderful time to take this time to settle in and to understand what it is that you want to change within yourself while we are in this transformative process. Look, in two years' time, we'll be on to the new world. Yeah. So this is actually where we're at at the moment. And it's important to. I look forward to unpacking leadership and organization in the next uh, podcast. Um, there's a lot of juicy points in there that I've been researching from MIT. And I'm sure you're going to have a lot of points as well because this is your game. Um, yeah, it's been another great episode. As uh, always, thank you. I just want to mm -hmm. say my pleasure. I just want to say goodbye to Larry King. Uh, he passed away yesterday. I had breakfast with him with uh, Mark Sham a few years ago. He was a fantastic guy in real life. He was solid. He was full of stories. He was a teenager and an adult in many ways. He was just a really great guy to be with. And I'm really sad that he has passed on. And uh, our condolences to his family and, and his friends. Um, so, yeah, rest in peace, uh, Larry King. Mm. And on that note, John, as always, uh, thank you for your time. It's always great spending uh, a Sunday morning with you recording this podcast. And we really hope that everyone who's listening to this gets a ton of value that it also assists you in your own process of transformation and helping you to think through what some of the steps might be. Um, as you've been saying, you know, this podcast is meant to be quite practical. It's meant to really help you think through, I guess, the challenges and opportunities in both your personal and professional life. And so we're going to keep that uh, front of mind for ourselves this year as we go about creating content for this podcast. 
And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, one of the best ways to help us out to spread the word is to leave a review on iTunes. Uh, so with that, thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.